no more room in hell. The dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head, that seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Hello and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. This is the one and only place for you to tune in for zombie survival preparations. I'm the only one that reads this because Bob has better things to say when he hosts. And uh, if that wasn't clue enough, I'm Ryan Murphy, guest hosting this week. And joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Oh, man, can you feel it? The energy. No more worrying about Negan. No more worrying about the Saviors. The Saviors? (laughs) Yes, thank you. It's that extra you that we throw in in Canada that always throws me off because I do podcasts with a lot of Americans. Um, So, yeah. Silly Canadian. I know. You know what? It just makes sense for some words, like color. Like, no. Okay, no, yeah. Okay, never mind. What about neighbor? No. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, so we are here. Bob is uh, unfortunately busy this week. We could not find a recording time that worked for everyone, so we're just going to we're just gonna mosey on uh, uh, on without him for this week, but and, he will be next, next week. And for those uh, that were interested in what we have to say about Fear the Walking Dead... We will be doing two episodes, uh, covering two episodes next week. We didn't want to talk about Fear the Walking Dead without Bob. So yeah. this week, our big topic is going to be Walking Dead Michonne episode two, since it just came out. So Yeah, and we sort of let it percolate a bit because uh, we were trying to, we didn't want to take away from The Walking Dead. But I, I do want to say when it comes to Fear the Walking Dead, it's probably fine. That we're waiting to and doing a double episode because to me and and I know Lou hasn't watched it but and this is spoiler free but I wanted to give at least one sentence so for those you know just clamoring to download the episode want to know our opinions on on Fear the Walking Dead Return uh, it is boring um, those who thought putting the cast on a boat in the middle of the ocean for a season of Fear the Walking Dead would be interesting Ryan I'm looking at you uh, eight months ago. It's not. It's kind of boring. And the first 40 minutes are boring. And the last two minutes start to get interesting. Like they actually spend 40 minutes doing something, uh, like setting up for something interesting. And then the last two minutes is like, oh, this is actually interesting. And then just when you think it's going to get good, it's like, oh, it's over. So, yeah. Uh, That was a little more than one sentence, but it should give you an idea of how our discussion is going to go next week. Hopefully episode two is a little better. Uh, But without further ado, Lou, let us head into the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and is spreading rapidly. Telltale, you're big. You're the biggest Telltale fan. I know that for uh, a fact, and that's not a lie whatsoever. But Telltale is giving away. Not giving away, but they're selling most of their games uh, through a hum- humble bundle, and and every Walking Dead game except for the new one is mm-hmm. on this list. So if you have not played any of the Telltale Walking Dead games, you have no excuse now. Yeah, for 
for the price of one, you get all three games. And not only that, but there's also you also get a bunch of other really awesome games like The Wolf Among Us and Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. It's, it's a, this is a crazy deal. This is an amazing deal. And, and for someone who really enjoys the Telltale games, and I look at this and, and you kind of look at it and say, okay, like what... What games are they missing? Because usually how Humble Bundle works is a week later they add a couple extra games to the uh, I don't know what they're going to add next week. I mean, Minecraft's probably too soon, right? Minecraft is probably too soon. Um, uh, this new Telltale, this new Walking Dead Michonne is probably too new. Oh, yeah. My, my guess is, is they're going to add some more Sam and Max games and maybe the, um, uh, what's it called, Monkey Island game, series of games they did as well. Um, my guess is that that's probably what's going to show up is this more games. I'm surprised Game of Thrones didn't go to the average price and then they added Minecraft to the $12. But It's because it's cause Game of Thrones is coming back and people haven't realized that that's a crappy game. Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I couldn't even make playing. it. I couldn't even make it through chapter when I was I, I, I was just angry the whole time I played it. It I, The way I've described it on the Gamers Inn is that it is it is literally Telltale wanting to make game of thrones but without the starks except they came up and they and i know they didn't like fabricate another family like the the family that they come up with in that in that game is in the books through a mention and does have relation to the starks they do serve the starks but that's that's their like leeway to basically tell the same exact story with different characters and yep. i think that's boring and not worth uh experiencing nope. but I was going to say, my gripe with it was is that every choice you make really doesn't matter because no matter what choice you make, something really assholey happens to your character mm-hmm. to the point where you're like, well, then why am I playing this? There's it, like Game of Thrones is known for its like happy, uh, sad and depressing stuff, but there are moments of triumph mm-hmm. throughout. Like it, certain battles will be fought and you'll be like, yes, they finally had a victory. Yeah. And this whole game, the whole first chapter is like, Kick him while he's t- kick him while he's down. Oh, the next kid, kick him while he's down. Kick him while he's down. And it like there's no high point where you ever feel like any character ever did anything good. Nothing feels meaningful. Everything feels meaningless. Maybe and in it episode feels- six, there's something meaningful. Maybe. <laughs> Let's Google it. It's all over. We could probably Google it and figure it out. Probably. Um. So yeah, that's something to look forward to. So if you like Telltale games and you haven't played them all, um. Check it out. Humble and Rumble. all the Walking Dead ones are absolutely fantastic, except for oh, this yeah. Michonne piece of crap. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk that. about that in a few minutes. Yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but we do want to talk about, uh, you know, doing something shitty, like convincing your sister who's high af- after getting her wisdom teeth out that the zombie apocalypse is happening right now. Uh, this is a video, so it's it's kind of visual, but the description of it should make you want to go out and... and check out what's what, what this video is about and as lou told me i felt like a uh, uh like i was living under a rock he said oh yeah this is all over facebook and i discovered it and thought oh man this is like breaking news this is really good no um, this is everywhere it's canadian you can tell because people are wearing plaid uh they could be in maine too oh this, i suppose yeah, been... i'm talking to the wrong person. Uh, you're talking about talk to the person in the wrong state we wear plaid here Oh, okay. Yeah, plaid's a big Canadian thing, but I guess it's also a main uh, northern states thing. But what happened was brothers, you know, pick up their sister from her getting her wisdom teeth out and kind of have that fake, like, CDC warning that takes over all the radios, like, if there's a child missing or something, which is actually 
quite frankly, very creepy when it happens and it comes out of nowhere. I've had it happen yep. um, on TV a couple times. A- a- the, w- the weirdest one is when you have it happen on your phone. Mm. Have you the, the, In Canada, do they do it to your phone? They don't do How does that work? Is it just a text message? You get Your phone buzzes and it buzzes an unusual or beeps an unusual sound. And when you look at it, you're like, was that my phone? And then you look down and this big banner is across the top of your phone telling you that there's an emergency situation. The, there is an emergency weather report. And you usually have to go in and actually clear it out of your text messages in a weird way. Oh, I've never... Maybe that's an Android thing because I don't know if it happens on iOS. Anyways, yeah, I have not had that happen. Maybe it's an American thing as well. But um, she was super drugged up and the whole video is just them trying to convince. And I think they kind of and we'll talk about like whether this is actually real or not. But she seems to be very surprised and, and come to the realization that zombies are around and their brothers start like filling weapons in the back of the of the van and and she's like what are you gonna do with a garden hoe we have guns get the guns and the brothers are like okay i'm gonna go get the guns and they're like super excited that she's playing along with it but yeah i i thought it was fantastic it, it's it's clever and it's funny but afterwards, there's a point in the video where they hand her something, and she's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I can't kill a zombie with this. And her face, I can't tell if it's she's just done too many drugs from the pain or if she's just, like, reciting lines really badly. But it feels almost like it's, it's, it, it's a hoax at that point. But then... When they reveal it to her at the end, there's there's a look on her face like, oh, what? Yeah. What? And, and you can't tell if she's just – I think she's just on way too many drugs for it to be as funny as it could be. Yeah, I think I, I, I choose to believe – and I know the internet is this weird place where a lot of times there are pranks. And I, and I understand that. But I kind of get the sense that this is this – is, Real. And I wouldn't be surprised again if it comes back. It's like, oh, yeah, she was faking it. Because some of the things she says are just ridiculously awesome. Like, okay, how's, we're going to go to Mexico. How's your Spanish? It's like, I can say pants. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that all you would remember? Like, at least not remember where is the bathroom. But my favorite part is when they say, okay, you can save one animal, cat or the dog. And the cat, you idiot. The dog is dying. Leave the dog. Like, it's kind of morbid, actually. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. I thought it was it was quite funny, and uh, it's one of it's better than just the typical like point the camera at the druggie and see what he or she says, you know, and ask some stupid questions. I thought this was at least creative. Uh, I hadn't seen anything like this before. It, are there other like hoax videos out there of people? I don't actively go out and search up this stuff, but there are videos like this that have been proved to be hoaxes in the past. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What we know isn't a hoax is this new Netflix-style uh, video service called Zombie Go Boom. $5 a month, you can watch zombies 24-7. And uh, this comes from your wife. Your wife clipped out the article and sent it to you, didn't she? Yes, she did. Uh, I got Old a school. text message today and was like, hey, did you hear about this? There's going to be a zombie uh, streaming service. And I was like, no. She's like, it's in the Wall Street Journal. And I'm like, no. And then she sent me the photo of – she took a photo of the article and sent it to me so i sent it to ryan and ryan found the headline in the in the on the wall street journal so yeah but i get the sense though that when you look at 
this article, it's more about all the different kinds of streaming services. It, it is, but they highlight the zombie one at first. Apparently, uh, this gentleman and his friends are really into zombies, and they've started a $5 a month. You get to stream them blowing stuff up with chains- zombies with chainsaws and things like that and it, it 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 sounds interesting i don't know if i'd pay five bucks a month for it though zombie go boom is something that that's been around for a while though i think actually people have written in and, and recommended it yeah i don't know what's the what's the actual like address for the netflix service it's the, i i think Hold on, let me see if I can they find don't, it. They don't. They don't say that. it. If this article on the Wall Street Journal is really bad, they never give any links to anything. It's like a written article that they never tell anybody where to go. So yeah, I, I that's the one thing I don't like about this is that it's a great article for showcase, like, but there's no. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, niche subscription video services stream tightly. Focused fair trout TV. Go to uh, zombiegoboom uh, dot com has uh, something about. Uh, oh, that's a flight <laughs> Zombie go boom. Uh, they're they're. They have a f- two week free trial. Oh, there you go. So their website zombiegoboom dot com. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's. Uh, oh yeah, two week free trial. Look at that. Cool. Well, you know what? I will check it out and I will report back because you know what? I want to see 24-7. So it says subscribe today for unlimited access to 10 plus hours of video and get your first two weeks free. Uh, cancel any time, $4.99 a month. That, 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 that's fantastic. I will subscribe, watch 10 hours of video, and then unsubscribe before they charge me. <laughs> Whatever, man. I think, I think you know what? If, if people love zombies including us we do a podcast about it so i don't think it's ridiculous that uh there would be a streaming service but enough of that newsworthy stuff let's get to the meat of the show because i know lou has been waiting steaming i'm surprised he didn't even boil over on the citadel cafe early earlier tonight about telltale's michonne episode two zombie topic of the week Lou, shall you start, or do you want me... Do you want to do the positive first, or do you want to do your side? <laughs> no, we'll do me first. Okay, go ahead. I want to know what what raised your ire today in the Slack. I don't often see, like, six messages pop up in the, in the Slack chat uh, from Lou, and he just kind of... Yeah, so anyways, I'll let you go. So, uh, let's start by saying that uh, this... Walking Dead game, you heard us talk about episode one, and I complained and griped that I probably would never play episode one again. And so I booted it up today to start episode two so that I could talk about it tonight with Ryan. And it made me replay episode one again. Aww. It told me that my save, there was no save file, and it treated me like I had never played the game before. Mm-hmm. And all, all anything I had done previously was gone. So I had to play through uh, episode one. And I made some choices differently this time through. Because there was a couple of points in episode one where I pushed the wrong button and made the choice I didn't want to make. And I'll tell you right now, in episode one, none of those choices matter. Right. None. Okay. Absolutely none. Is, it, is, is the game getting... 
the reviews it deserves this time. Because I find with Telltale Games, like, my common joke is that, like, every review for a Telltale game is best episode of X yet. I don't know who, I don't know what reviewers are playing, but they're not playing the same game as me. No, I'm I'm asking if people are actually reviewing this stuff. Yes. I've, so what what are what are the t- scores that it's getting? Sixes and eights. Uh, yeah, I can see six. I mean, it's I not... can see six. It's not it's not garbage. But if you've played Walking Dead games before, it's literally like Walking Dead by numbers. Like mm. I don't feel like like I can predict everything that is going to happen. Like, the scene before it happens. That's unfortunate. Like, okay, so let's get into it. It's bad enough that I played through episode one again, and I tell you, choices didn't choices didn't matter. Yeah, I didn't like but episode one, so... I, but anyway, so episode two begins with uh, your choice at the very end of episode one. Ryan, at the end of episode one, did you sh- sh- shoot him or did you save him? I saved him. You saved him. Okay. You and I made the same choice. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they agree to help you get out of there. And then those two characters just vanish. They're not in the rest of the episode. Right. They're gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. But at that point, they do that thing where they say, this choice, that they will remember that you said this. Or they will remember. And it's like, really? They're gone. They're not in the rest of this episode unless they magically somehow show up at the in the next episode, which would be really weird considering their characters were leaving too. Well, yeah. No, that's a good point. I, I guess if they are, they're trying to escape and unless they head in the same direction, which I wouldn't suggest. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm not sure. And that's the thing is when I play Telltale games, um or any game in general that is story-based, I kind of shut my brain off and just play. And I understand some people can't do that. Like, they always have to have detective mode on, you know, kind of like overanalyzing what's happening. And I'm not saying you're doing that, Lou, because this game did it to me. Um, But, uh, and there are instances where we're going to talk about later about that, but I feel like, and that's the reason I probably enjoyed episode two more than episode one, in that, I was so che- I was so disappointed with episode one that I was kind of like, you know what? I'll play episode two because I've already purchased it and I know it's going to be short and it's more Telltale stuff that I enjoy, like in terms of the content. I'll just turn my brain off and play it. And I, frankly, I enjoyed it, uh, you know, more than I thought I would, which was nice. But I totally see where you're coming from. And then Telltale games, do, does the choice ever matter? Like, does it really um, ever matter? Well, it, it, in all honesty, they don't. But sometimes they take you, you end up at the same destination, but the path that got you there is different. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you right now, uh, having replayed episode um, one, uh, no matter what choice you make, the road is exactly the same. Yeah. And I will say, uh, I don't think that that was the case with episode two. Um, you and I discussed something before we started recording that I think we should get into. Sure. And I think that uh, you had a different experience than I did. So after you escape and you uh, you get away from the uh, Randall and Norma and you get a- and you get away, there is a moment where you're hiding with Pete 
and uh, what's the other girl's name? I don't know. Sasha? <laughs> I, I, I can't remember her name. Um, I'm terrible with names, and these names are so forgettable. I think it's it like Amy or something, or something something ge- really generic. The, the, Sam. the funny thing is... The Her o- name is Sam. That's it, yeah. But but the funny thing is, the only name that's going to matter at the end of this is Michonne. Yep. You know? And that's, and that's the unfortunate part, I think. Yeah. And so, Sam and... It, it, you, you and Sam distract uh, Norma and Randall, and she, you get away, and... Everybody, uh, the alarm is sounded, and everybody's trying to is looking for the intruders in on in the town, the floating town of boats, right. and you duck <laughs> the into floating, a, the floating town of boats. That, well, that's town. what it is. It's I'm a, just, it, I'm not arguing. I just thought it was funny. It's a water world, basically. It, yeah, that's what it feels like. But anyway, so uh, Pete says. That he will go out and talk to them because there's no way you can get away without him, without somebody staying behind to discuss it with them. Or someone getting hurt. Without somebody getting hurt. And I was just sick of listening to him because he was so positive. And having now played the chapter <laughs> twice, it was like, go ahead, you can go die. Yeah, go die. Was, was, you, you can die. I don't care. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, that was kind of my attitude. And... I just figured that no matter what choice I made, he was going to die or leave. So I just said, fine, let him go. Mm-hmm. And you did not do that, sir. So I'll be curious what happened with you. I want, Yeah, I kept him around because I was like, no, these people are clearly evil. Like, we're not going to we're not going to sacrifice you so we can escape. Like, dude, like, chill your bones here. Let's uh, let's think this through. So I held him back and he wasn't happy about it, but he wasn't like angry about it and then when you escape i'm pretty sure it was just the same exact thing except he kind of i don't know like he kind of saves you in the end like helps. did you sh- did you shoot the flare i did i shot the fl- flare at the boat yeah okay and you burn the entire town down oh shit was that like an option i didn't know that's do that? what happens when the flare hits the fire starts and it starts to burn down all the boats but i didn't have to do that no you did Okay. You have to. I just wanted to make sure that you and I that they didn't change that plot line by saving Pete. Yeah, there was a there was a point in which you're getting in the boat. Uh, you're getting in a boat just before you escape, and a woman's like, "Nope, you got to stop. I'm going to shoot you." And then Pete comes down and knocks her out, or knocks her in the water, or something. Really? Yeah. Okay. In mine, I pulled out the flare gun and shot her. So you had two flares. <laughs> it, no, the flare st- uh, made her drop her gun. Oh. But you just reload. So you shot the flare gun twice. Yeah. Oh, so I you, see. You shoot the flare, and she hasn't. Sh- she's got a gun on you, and when she shoots the fl- when you shoot the flare, it makes her it makes her drop the gun. Oh, I see. It yeah. Cha- it, it, it changes the situation. So, but that's the thing that I find in Telltale games, and that's why I don't really mind. Like I, I don't really mind the illusion of choice because it, that's what it is. It's so hard to have like actual toy- choice unless you right. like legitimately like create two or three different games and i like the illusion of choice in that like okay we made a different decision and a couple different things happened in the next two minutes and then the maybe the culmination of that choice comes across in episode three and i think that's really where the payoff's gonna be right and i agree with you there and but i will tell you right now every choice i made in episode one Mm -hmm. was different than the first time i played 
and literally, I will tell you right now, dialogue situations didn't even change. It was different except for the last one where you let her, you you stopped her from shooting that person at the end, the final yeah. choice. Yeah, that you, was the only thing that was that was that made a difference. So do you think, do you think that choice would be if you shot him, he's dead? Uh, we talk about ep- chapter. Sorry, I'm, yeah, you're talking about episode one, and I was just curious because you said you made different choices. But did you make yeah. the final choice differently? Uh, yes. Okay, so when you let her shoot the guy, uh, no, I I saved him. I I let her shoot him the first time, and then this time I saved him. Oh, does she actually shoot him though when he dies? Yes. Oh well, okay. Then they're but not he, showing up again. <laughs> then he th- right. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing is I look at that and. I don't look at it cynically. I look at it like you chose to allow that person to remain human because she didn't kill another person, right? And I think maybe that's where that will manifest down the road. But I don't think like that guy's just going to show up and be like, hey, we ran into each other again because you didn't kill me before. You know, that's a little cheesy. But my thought was is that none of the choices in the first episode matter to the first episode you Mm -hmm. still end up from point a to point b and none of your choices matter and even in episode two Mm -hmm. uh i feel like that situation of shooting that guy doesn't unfold very differently even if you shoot him and he dies uh you literally are just going to shoot the doctor when he comes in a few minutes later and leave okay like uh, that's how i feel like that would have unfolded so it, even though you killed the guy, it didn't really matter. I see. Okay. Well, um, but, continuing. But but, but two. with the boat thing where you save where you save Pete. Yeah. I feel like that's going to make a difference because I think you're going to have a very different episode three than I am. Possibly, but the way episode two ends, it sounds like they're probably going to bring Pete as a bargaining chip. And I know we're we're skipping around. Did here, they, but... did, so they get Pete again? No. I have Pete on my on my Pete is with me. Okay. But what I'm saying is on your playthrough. Uh so anyways, uh, we'll we'll get back to that cuz that's like We'll get back to that cuz I actually have to, a point I want to point out okay. when we get to that. So. So um continuing onwards, you escape from Waterworld, uh the floating town of boats, and you get to a point where you're running through a forest and they start chasing you and Michonne does her like her zombie trick. Her zombie trick which freaks the shit out of her, her other people yeah which understandably and i and i thought that was a cool moment like i think that's why i enjoyed that was that was that was, that was one of my favorite moments yeah was I, that. I think that's why i enjoyed this episode more so is it had more moments like if you're making a game based around michonne a beloved walking dead character then all of the cool shit in your game should be based around that beloved character not just flashbacks of her having ptsd like or like Oh, those are still aggravating me. I'm yeah, I agree. But when they're the only thing that the only moments centered around a major character like Michonne, besides one action piece in episode one, like that's why episode one failed so much for me, and why episode two is so much better is because all of the set pieces are based around Michonne. I think that's great, you know. Um, so it, it, it you escape through the forest by and, and escape the zombies by using the whole. Uh, corral trick which works really well um there's a couple of moments where it's like oh don't bump into them oh that was tense but i thought that was done really well i thought that was a really good moment i think that that was done really well my only gripe with that is that they didn't do a very good job 
giving you an idea of which direction you're supposed to push on the controller because yeah. I was going up and then all of a sudden I stopped moving and I'm like, why have I stopped moving? Mm-hmm. And I had to push to the left and I was like, well, it, why the camera didn't change? Why do I have to push to the left? And and that's one thing I want to touch on. Um, I will not play another Telltale game until they have proven to me that they've done something with their engine because hot damn, this is a piece of hot garbage. Uh, I applied to play with my Xbox One controller, both wireless and plugged in, and it turned the frame rate to mush. Like, it was like watching uh, a a slideshow. This, like, one frame pause, one frame pause. It was just crazy. And then you you switch to mouse and keyboard, works perfectly fine. Not to mention episode one, wouldn't even recognize the controller. So, Telltale, fix your shit. That's all I gotta say. Uh, and I know you played with 360 controller and it worked fine. So yep. that's got to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, so. And, yeah. and the other thing too is so so they get you, you they, they get away and they end up at this house mm-hmm. and it, they end up climbing. Um, they end up climbing um, a broken power line tower that's yeah. made like a stairwell. And again, another cool moment. I thought that very was very. Cool mo- I thought that was an awesome moment. Yeah, very Jurassic and, Park. It reminded me of. Yep, and then Sam gets shot. Yeah, she does. Yeah, and uh, when she gets shot, you end up having to help her get to her house, which is more hiking through the woods, talking to her, getting to know her better, and trying to keep her awake so that she doesn't die. Yeah, and and, and it's it's a very cool moment. Um. And then they get to the house. And what happens when you get to the house? She's dead. I'm going to shoot you. And the girl threatens to shoot you. And you have to talk your way into the gate. Um, I don't know if the, how different that was for you since you had Pete. Mm-hmm. But it, he but just Mich- sort of stood in the background, to be honest. It, really? Yeah. Okay. Then it did, it really doesn't make a difference if he lives or dies. Okay. Well, he follows you and he has some choice words. And I almost like... I almost, as I'm telling you, I almost question whether it actually happened, and that's how much little or or impact there was. Because okay. he's definitely with you, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's just sort of in the background playing. He, yeah, I, I, now I'm racking my mind as to what happened. I'm pretty sure he he escapes with you, and he's on because he he goes through the zombie corral, he climbs the tower, he makes it to the house. I'm pretty sure he's there with you. Yeah, because he has some deeper conversations with you at the end when you're interrogating a certain someone. But um, so 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 you pat you talk your way into the gates. You find out that her dad has like three kids, and that this girl is some friend of the family or something. That they never give her a name either. By the way, like her character never gets a name. You find out that the father's name is John. She has a brother, and his name is, like, Jackie. And then there's another kid that's, like, Jimmy or something like that. And the the there's a blonde-haired chick that's, like, watching the gate. You never find out who she is. Blonde-haired chick. She's the one that threatens to shoot you when you get, when you get there. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And she ends up becoming a major part when you catch somebody at the end that we're going to spoil in a second yeah yeah. but but they never name her you never hear her name right so she's you spend the whole episode talking to somebody that never gets identified never gets a name 
And she never does get a name, or are we she, leading? I'm just saying oh. that, like, it's really poor storytelling that nobody even says, "Hey, Amy." N- never, nobody ever. They never mention her by name. Oh, okay. So I don't know who she is or why she's there, and they never clarify that. I don't know. To be honest, I, like, I those characters are so one note, so one note that when they go back to the the to the gate after after the mini game the gross mini game where you're like opening wounds and getting the bullet out and sewing and all that fun business um you go out to the gate to open it or or i can't remember like you're shutting it so i can't even remember why you go out to the gate again are you just talking to the dude and the gate was open was that it no he he you walk out there to the gate Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the, he's like come outside and talk to me. The father of uh, the Sam. father after you patch up Sam and you're telling him about what happened and da 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 and he's a very reasonable guy sounds like a nice guy yeah. and he walks out to the gate and he just opens up the gate and he looks out the gate and you don't see anything and he just stands there with the gate open and he tells you this meaningful thing and I, as soon as he walked out and he opened up the gate I was like he's gonna get shot in the face. He's going to get shot in the face. And then, lo and behold, like 30 seconds later, shot in the face. And that's the thing I don't understand is that, like, are the Waterworld people that evil? Like, is Randall that unhinged that he's shooting a complete stranger in the face? What? Like, does every bad guy in The Walking Dead have to be a, a, a psychopath? Like, I don't get it. Well, here's my gripe about the, this is my whole gripe with this Michonne storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's getting to him is that Randall's character doesn't make any sense. Uh, neither does his sister, uh, Norma. They're st- them as characters do not make sense. Uh, like, okay, so let's go. Let's use regular Walking Dead as the example. So we've been introduced to the governor, and the governor made sense. He was trying to protect the people in his town the way he wanted to, but... The bad things that he had done had sort of started to drive him crazy, leading him to make bad choices. Mm-hmm. Right? We're yeah. not getting that with these people. We're only getting that they killed a bunch of people to take their stuff. Right. And then when you talk to them, they never say they did that. So you don't really know if they're as evil as they say they are. Well, you don't get the sense that his sister's evil. You just get the sense she's trying to protect these people, right? Like, Well, that's the vibe you get. But then when you have conversations with him, he's talking about how he just killed a bunch of people for no reason almost. Yeah. And you're like, well, then how come – and then something happens in my playthrough now where it was basically like the sister was like, like you do realize you're not going to get out of this alive. Oh, okay, yeah. And you're like – and it's like – they're obviously not as nice a people as like they it's very they're not pushing the end it feels like they're evil for the sake of being evil it doesn't feel like there's a real story behind why they're doing the things that they're doing they feel very one-dimensional yeah i agree and and the thing is it's like it's just really unfortunate when you you have this michonne character and they wanted to fill in this hole what story are they telling you know, they're not telling an interesting... Like, Walking Dead Season 1 and 2 were telling an interesting story. A, a very interesting story that I, I, I really liked. Both those stories. Yep. So, the other point I want to make is... Mm-hmm. So, Randall attacks 
Michonne jumps the thing, kills the two guys that are with Randall, catches Ran- captures Randall, and they do this clever thing where when they jump him and they catch him, they don't have handcuffs or anything, so they stick his hand in a vice. I thought that was really creative, but also very gross. It's, it's really creative, but also, yeah, it's very gross. And so they twist it, and you can tell that it's twisted tight enough that he probably broke a finger. Uh, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but, like, it, he broke a finger or broke a bone in his hand, right? It's enough to keep him there that he's not going to be moving and getting away. And he continues to taunt you. Yeah. Like, he, at no point does he ever say, hey, listen, uh, like, okay, so in your game, you have Pete with you, right? Yes. In Although my he, game, he walks out of the room, uh, they, everybody walks out of the room at the end when you start and you talking with okay. him one-on-one. Before that, mm-hmm. when the girl is in the room with you and you've just finished tying him up, yeah, right? The first thing Michonne says to him is something about what happened to Pete. And instead of, he, instead of giving you a straight answer, he goes, oh, you mean Mr. Chatty Cathy? I put another hole in his head that maybe he can talk out of. Oh. Is what is what he says. And when Michonne gives him a look like she's about to kill him. Right? Right. And he goes, I'm just kidding. And, you, and you're like, so did he kill him or didn't he kill him? Yeah. And then when you have the conversation with Nor- uh, Norma, Norma never mentions Pete ever in your conversation with her so you don't know if he's alive or dead and michonne never asks and that's the thing is that in my playthrough we probably had the same experience because i have pete standing beside me so it's almost like they didn't create two different scenarios where they have pete i would think that she would stay like norma would say like look we have pete you have randall let's do a swap and and that's not that never gets discussed Mm -hmm. it's the discussion is we'll give you randall for our freedom Right. And that doesn't change. And that's the same exact same exact conversation that I had, you know, and it was more like, you know, we'll give we'll let Randall go if you just leave us alone because it, we have the we we have her brother and they have nobody, you know? Right. In my and, scenario. Right. And my joke my my big thing is my big thing is is so you've got him tied up in the vice. Yeah. And every time he taunts you, you're given an option of what you can do to him. And I keep doing the thing that's turning the vice and crushing his hand. And mm. every time you do it, he says, you do know, even at the end of the situation, he goes, you do realize when this situation's over, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, with what? You don't have hands. <laughs> that's the best. I'm going to tell uh, Bob to clip that out. <laughs> you don't have hands. No, it's true. I mean, like those hands are even, even, even when you first get him in the in the vice grips, his hands are fucked, you know. And I, you know, that's an f bomb, and I think it's worthy. Like his hands are done. Yeah, and and so you've been you've because I've get, was given three choice times where I could tighten the vice on his hands, mm-hmm. and in each time his hands look even more mangled. And it, 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 like, it's, I don't know if you made those choices, but that was the choice I kept making. Because I was like, I really don't like this guy. I don't want to kill him, though, because I might be able to bargain with him for Pete's life was what I was thinking, right? Yeah. And I kept tightening the hand. And he says to her at the end of the episode, it's one of the last lines of the episode. She says to him something about, he's like, like, he, he's provoking you. He wants you to kill him. And I don't understand why. 
And he says, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because she's going to kill you if you kill me. And if you don't kill me, I'm going to kill you as soon as I'm free. Yeah. And I I was like, how are you going to kill her? Yeah. You do – like – He's crazy. Even if if your sister shows up and even if she double-crosses Michonne, you're not going to be the one that kills her. Somebody else will. And you're going to be a cripple for the rest of your life. Because there's no way you're ever going to shoot a gun again with those hands. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Willie from The Simpsons where he's like, you know, sp- I, I lost me index fingers playing Space space Invaders. And he's got like the weird, like, he couldn't shoot a gun. And then someone says like, oh man, I remember that video game. It was so great. He's like, video game? <laughs> and and the other thing too is, is there's this moment where you put the wrench down. Mm-hmm. And he continues to taunt you after you put the wrench down and choose not to kill him. And all I kept thinking was, is why is there not an option where I can pick up the wrench and smash him in the knee? Because yeah. you'd literally make him completely useless as a person at that point. <laughs> Woof. It's getting dark in here. Um, no, I agree. Uh, I, I did not kill him and I did not tighten the vice grip because I figured that, you know, we need... We need him to get away to safety. And I figured, like, what? He's not going to do anything. Like, I, I, in my playthrough as Michonne, I, I have faith that the only reason, uh, what's his name again? Ralph? Randall. Randall. Thank you. <laughs> the only reason Randall's still around is because his sister runs uh, the floating town of boats. And I think that, I, I think, really, I, I kind of look at Norma, and I think Norma wants to just run a, a community that is self-sufficient and she has mercy because she has let Sam go before after stealing. So she's not like crazy Negan where she smashes her head in because she stole something. But I, I, see, I still have faith. I, but, but I, but see, I don't. I know because you, yeah. Because as soon as the dialogue, did you answer the radio or let him talk on the radio? I, I answered it. Because her, I don't know what her reaction was to you, but until that point, all my choices with her and Norma had been very, like, compliant. I complied with every request Norma gave Mm -hmm. until I escaped. I complied with every request. And it was like, as soon as you answered the radio, it was like, I knew you were no good. And it was like, why? I did everything you wanted, and you were still going to probably kill me. Yeah. I had if I didn't escape, you were going to kill me. That was the option. Escape or die. Yeah, I I uh I didn't do that. I just kind of I I I didn't I don't remember her being too like too aggressive on oh, the, ev- on the radio. Every t- every time every choice I made, uh even during the interrogation, her interrogation, she was very calm and normal, but even after I gave her everything that she wanted, it was like it was like, well, then we'll find out if your friend tells me any different. And it was like, he's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how episode three plays out. And it is a three-parter. So... I mean, this episode, I enjoyed myself with this episode. But the the, the villains are just they're very walking, one-dimensional. They're, yeah, they're Walking Dead paint by numbers. They're like, okay, let's yeah. throw a little governor in there uh you know make negan uh in the right honesty, hand man you know in all honesty norma and randall remind me of the in uh, in walking dead ep- uh, ep- season one episode two you meet the cannibal people mm-hmm. oh yeah they remind me 
personality-wise of the cannibal people. Uh, yep. I see that for sure. Where like they're super sweet and nice, but there's something about you that does, but that that, that like they're almost the exact same characters. You almost wonder and, what they're trying to accomplish with this miniseries. Like I thought th- I, at first, I thought like, ooh, this is an interesting way to give us a little bit of content before season three. But I get the sense that it's just like they're it's a C money team. grab. It's a money grab. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like, I don't believe in money grabs. Like, I believe in money grabs as, like, you know, you see, like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a Burger King cup that has Lord of the Rings on it. That's a money grab. But I don't I don't normally believe in it in, like, a, as a full-fledged product. But I can see where you you could form that opinion. It's, uh, yeah, it's more than, mar- it's more than just a, a cheap marketing ploy, but... I I understand that this is not the Walking Dead from Telltale I know and love. It's not. Yeah, this up does not. Like the voice acting in this is awesome. Like I have no yeah. gripes with the acting. That's great. Um, but it just the story is just so. Like I, the moment when they climb that collapsed uh, power uh, line thing, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is not something that I've seen done in a Walking Dead storyline or anything before. Yeah. This is really clever. And then it goes straight into the, oh, you're going to pull the bullet out of the girl thing. And I was like, oh, do I have to do this again? How many of these Walking Dead games do I have to clean a bullet wound and pull a bullet out? This is dumb. Why can't I make other choices? You know? Yeah, like IGN says, uh, just episode two, like their byline, uh, their intro. The story remains bland, but Michonne herself and a few reveals toward the end give the series promise. Um, uh, can I tell you the biggest, uh, my, one of my biggest disappointments too, is that moment where you have to do that whole thing where you wander around her apartment looking for her kids in that flashback sequence. Mm-hmm. And did you go after the guy in the hallway or answer the phone? Uh, phone. Okay, you and I made the same choice there. Okay. But I don't understand how that's going to affect a later plot line. Maybe going out to the door would make you look crazier? Because it, it, it's, it's your character going crazy, and, and that's got to... Yeah. Someone's going to notice, and someone does notice in my playthrough, the blonde chick noticed. And she, it, what did you say to her at that point? I just said, like, I was just remembering someone or something. Yeah, and the girl goes, yeah, I have those moments, too. Yeah. And it was like, it was like okay, like like this is something that everybody's going through. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I stand by my word that episode two is a better experience. Yeah. I also think that uh, for fifteen dollars, is it fifteen? Yes. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, if it was any, I think they knew what they were doing when they did this. See, and if this one's longer. Like yeah. I. Like much, much longer. There's like eight chapters in it, I think. Seven or eight chapters. I, I just like the experiment in terms of the price point. I like the experiment in terms of announcing all episodes will be out in the next three months. And there's three episodes. I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm just not... And I'm digging some of the experimentations with set pieces and mechanics. But the the writing is not great. And the storytelling is not great. And the characters are not great. Uh, Michonne is fantastic. But other than that, you can take it or leave it. Um, which, I mean, I guess if you're making a game based around Michonne, that's okay. But if you're trying to enjoy the game as a whole, it's kind of hard when you're surrounded by cardboard cutouts. My my biggest gripe with this 
this series of The Walking Dead versus others mm-hmm. is other characters in the other, other parts of Walking Dead communicated with each other like and it took place over an extended period of time like in epi- in like okay season 1 of The Walking Dead there's that gap where like they've been held up in the motel for months right. and it's now like winter approaching and their clothing has changed and you feel like the characters know know each other and they've communicated yeah and then this it's like people just meet each other and we have no idea how long the gap between meetings has been mm-hmm. and and it's like all of a sudden people are like buddies and you're like okay this doesn't make sense or he keeps talking about Pete keeps talking about how he met with those people uh, that were friends of his uh, along the river that were trading right and and you go okay but how long ago was that they never give you a clear explanation of how long ago that was was that a couple of weeks ago was that a couple of months ago was that a year ago? Because that makes a difference in whether or not they would even still be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And it's like, how can you care? In in how long has Michonne been with him? And none of that gets discussed. It's just, oh yeah, Michonne's with them now. And you're like, it's just, it, they they want you to care about characters that already exist. Yeah. And everybody else is just completely throwaway. Yeah. I, that's a solid, uh, a solid description of the problem with Michonne. And you, you know that when this ends, she's either going to walk away from everybody or everybody's going to die but her. That's, that's the only way this ends. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and, you know, that's, and that's, that's kind of, that's kind of why I feel it, it's weird that Telltale's holding back because they have that opportunity to implement these characters and then do away with them in, in fantastic ways you know, and, and affect Michonne, but also you kind of have to have Michonne come back to Rick's group. And I don't know what, you know, how, when she comes back, what her reactions are and how she's feeling, but you kind of have to keep that character intact. So I don't know the beginning and end in, in the comics as to what happens to Michonne when she leaves and when she returns. But I think Telltale has some leeway in there to kind of you know, do away with these characters in interesting ways, not just have them fade into, well, thanks for the off-season adventure and walk away into the I into feel the like Michonne was the wrong character to choose this from because she's the quietest character in the show mm-hmm. and she's the quietest character in the comics. Why can't we get she, a Glenn one, like an early well, Glenn? Well, my thought was is why don't we get a, um earlier adventure of, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, I don't know. With Negan, two, governor. Not, not no, not a villain. <laughs> okay. What's his name that has all the goofy lines that? Oh, Eugene. Oh my gosh, you were yeah, a Eugene yeah. Abraham. Eugene and Abraham, and and the and what's Dude. her name? Uh, Sophita, Sophista. Yeah, the three, <laughs> the three of them. The three amigos. Couple. Well, the three of them show up and end up joining the adventure, but they're, they're, like, they're on a trek. And there's even dialogue in the show. I don't know if it's in the comics. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But there's even dialogue in the show where he talks to Eugene about, remember when we were in, like, Omaha or something yeah. like that? And it, and he's like, 
oh, like, oh, yeah, I didn't think we were going to get out of that. Like, there's dialogue like that. Mm -hmm. So you already know that there's a pre-existing story that they could tell you. Plus, Abraham would just create – Abraham, Eugene, and Rosita – thank you, Brain, for catching up – would be just – the dialogue options would be fantastic. Right. And think about it if they changed the storytelling from each character. Like, imagine you start out as playing – the first chapter is – is Abraham. So everything in the first chapter is Abraham being macho and kicking ass. Mm -hmm. And then the second episode being told from Eugene's point of view. So you have to make Eugene's choices, you know, dude, you're describing a a better (laughs) idea. Like you're just literally describing a better and easier idea because you're right. Like that storyline exists within the comics but hasn't been told yet and you know we don't know whether like telltale i'm pretty sure and this is going to be pessimistic ryan showing up i'm pretty sure telltale is just like let's do michonne because she has machetes and she does cool shit with zombies that's what this feels like and and she doesn't even do it in the video game she does it once per episode it's ridiculous i just i and we won't get another one of these because they dropped the ball so hard you know, we'll get season three, and if that flops, we'll get no more Walking I, Dead content from Telltale. I think. I think that they, yeah, I, th- I know they've already said that there's a season three in the works, that they're working on the outlines. But if season three doesn't change the pace or change the dynamic, I think Telltale is going to start. I think less people will buy season season three. Yeah. Well, that would be unfortunate, but... Well, my other thing, too, is is the 500 Days content was awesome. Yeah, I loved ex- it. Except that it didn't affect Season 2 at all. But uh, other than... Yeah, you're right. But other than that, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, them telling unique short stories. Like, they can do this sort of thing. I just feel like this Michonne thing was a cash-in that they were... Like, they picked the wrong character. They picked the wrong story to tell. And... It's just uninteresting. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, a little more positive this time around, but still lots of work to be done from Telltale. We'll definitely do another one of these uh, for episode three. But you know what would be cooler, Lou? What? If the three of us played through episode three live on our Twitch channel, thanks to the patrons... We have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash podcast, and our next milestone of $15 per month at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast is we stream a video game once a month and guess what comes out next month it's walking dead telltale michonne episode three in which we would live stream it all the way through and have everybody watch and we would put it up on youtube and that's just one of the goals that you can check out at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast and i did want to thank those who are already supporting us it's awesome Thank you very much. It's super appreciated. And we have some cool things that we're hoping to accomplish in 2016. Um, like lose more writing from Lou. I think that's one of the goals. Yes. And uh, them, I'm hoping by the end of this month to have a piece up on the website. Uh, mm. Part of a, part of something I've been writing for a while. Uh, I have to finish it and uh, I have to edit it. But uh, it's almost there. Yeah, I'm... I'm for one, looking forward to it. And, and even just to have an excuse to play video games with these guys once a month would be fantastic. So we're so close. Again, patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Thank you very much. We don't mention it enough, 
but it is there for those that want to throw a little extra support towards the show. But just listening and emailing us is fantastic as well. So uh, speaking of which, Lou, any uh, any final thoughts to wrap up this episode before I uh, take us home? Uh, if you haven't bought Walking Dead Michonne, uh, at this point, I would wait. Either buy it on sale, if you're curious, or wait until the reviews come out for the whole chapter and find out if you think it's up your alley. But right now, I would say don't spend your money. And that's the thing. I th- I'm pretty sure it went on sale when C- Episode 2 launched. Like, it was a pretty decent sale, too. So, um, yeah, check that out. Uh, so, yeah, check check that out. So, anyways, go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at zombiespodcast, where we're occasionally tweeting when or when we're not going live or posting an episode. Speaking of which, you can catch us live Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Alpha Geek Radio, Channel 1, audio only. And finally, if you want to follow individual hosts, you can find myself at R. Murphy, Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord, and the uh, not-present Bob at Bobbert F., although we're expecting him back next week for more Fear the Walking Dead talk. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan at joelduggan.com for all the fantastic artwork that you see on our website mainly the banner but uh more on that later lou any more parting words for the fine listeners that you want to do you want to share besides uh buying michonne hell no hell no hell no all right thanks for listening everybody and tune in next week for more zombies ate my podcast I don't have a bad zombie joke. No, we don't have bad zombie jokes when Bob's not here. Yeah, because that would be disrespectful. That's Bob's thing. And we don't want to take Bob's thing. Bob's thing.